Log on to feedthepig.org. Find the benefits of saving for every stage of life. Brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. I have no idea what the heck that was I'm about, but. Sh- I'm whoa, whoa. I'm hey, stop it. About, okay. Um, okay, that's enough. Feed the pig. You're listening to uh, <clears throat> Valley Free Radio 103.3 FM, WXOJLP Northampton. And uh, if you want to feed a pig, you should go to a farm animal sanctuary because it's time for vegan radio. Right? Yes. Now. Oh, it's about time. <clears throat> yes. Vegan radio 2.7. 2009, we have a new co host, Jillian. <laughs> Jillian Odair. Hello. Was going to be subjected to the rigorous. I know. Is this gonna be hazing or hazing? <laughs> hazing. It's every show is a little bit of a hazing. I think every show seems a little hazy, at mm-hmm. least. Yes, we try to. We strive for that. Well, in preparation, I've had my first full vegan day today, which I haven't told you guys yet. Oh, oh my man. god! <laughs> Your first ever? Yep. Man, wow. Well, except for the vegan experiment week, which failed. It's like never flushing your toilet. I know. Until today. I know. (laughs) 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 I'm just saying, the stuff builds up, you know? It was disastrous, though. I started with a a drink. It was like a juice drink, but then I looked and it had milk in the juice drink. And I was like, ah, and I threw it. Well, so you you sipped it before you threw it? How did they get milk in the juice drink? They put it in there. They think they're funny. I don't know. Was it whey? I've heard about the lime and the coconut. No, it was straight up milk and cream. Well, that's, that's a lesson for all you aspiring vegans out there. Look at your juice drinks. You have to really read the ingredients because yeah. they'll try to stick garbage I was in everything. tired, yeah. I missed it. So Jillian is a uh, ovo-lacto-vegetarian <laughs> on the border of veganism. It's true. And our mission in these upcoming episodes, listeners, is to push her over the edge into veganism. Yeah. And to teach her how to do some amazing freestyle dancing. And to get the <laughs> chair off of my headphone cord. Um, they're magnetically attracted. I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> also on today's show, we have a really great guest, um, vegan and animal activist, Colleen Patrick Goudreau, who wrote The Joy of Vegan Baking, which is an amazing book on vegan baking, won the uh, Veg News Cookbook of the Year Award yep. last year, probably. Yeah. And I guess it's very popular. We're perusing it, and it's really well done. Yeah, it's cool. It's got a lot of, like, traditional recipes as compared to hip recipes. Not to say they're not hip, but... I keep like, faux hip? Yeah, no, 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 no. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, it's got your basic, you know, apple pie, chocolate chip cookies. There's, what, three hot cocos in there? Pretty great. Three? Yeah. Oh, yeah, in the back. Whole yeah. drink thing. Uh, I- how to make your own fake nog. Every time I pick it up, I, I f- it falls open to the bro- blueberry cobbler. Mm-hmm. Oh, which looks great. And Jillian is a radical anarchist or something? <laughs> no. What are you? What am I? Are you an ist? My Facebook says I'm very liberal. What what box can we put you in for our listeners? Oh, goodness. What box? Um, she has radio experience. You I have do. your own radio show. I do. This morning, every Thursday. So So as a liberal, do you prefer that you prefer tax and spend to borrow from China and spend on war? <laughs> I would I would prefer if we were not spending at all and trading like seeds for vegetables. That's kind of where I'm at. And what if they were expiring seeds? <laughs> that okay? That's uh I guess if they were expiring. Why would they be expiring seeds? Hey, who cares? It's, our, it's not our job to question these things. It's our job to go along. 
if, uh, if they were made by Monsanto, they would be, they would not um, regenerate. You know, they would make the plant, and then the plant wouldn't make more seeds, and then the farmer has to go back the next year and buy more Monsanto, <laughs> because Monsanto is the devil. Well, local seeds <coughs> only from from the plants that are around. You know, whatever. We'll be eating beets and potatoes all winter, but with my system, but that's okay. <laughs> Beets and well, there's there's a lot of good local vegetables. That's true. That's true. But in the winter, not so much. Well, that's why you need greenhouses. That's true. You should see our garden. We, I think we still got kale poking up through the snow. Oh, it's tough. Yeah, kale is invincible, <laughs> and that's why it makes us invincible. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of which, I had a checkup today. Of uh, what kind? Well, I got I I got some blood work and uh, urine samples and everything taken a couple weeks ago Uh nice yeah i read that my doctor says i'm in outstanding health wow way above the curve all right i got my b12 b12 levels are good Uh nice nice my uh, cholesterol is like that of a newborn baby now is this mostly food (laughs) done or is this are you are you taking supplements um i take a occasional b12 supplements but everything else is from Fresh fruits and vegetables. Sweet. Fresh yeah. is the mainstay of my diet. I was reading this week about the iron I was telling you about, and there's the two uh, my kinds. My iron is good. Yeah, there's the non-heme, which is non-blood iron that you take, and your body actually absorbs the right amount if you have plant iron. Yeah, As comparison yeah. to meat iron, your body can actually overdose on iron if you have iron from meat, but in plants, your body knows right uh, the exact amount to absorb, which is awesome. Yeah, That's I remember right. reading that recently. Yeah. That's really cool. And my That's calcium neat. was also good. Wow. Ooh. Calcium. Not bad for a guy with an eating disorder. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry. Did you see that mess? No, no, no. Yes, I was involved oh, in that mess. Oh, terrible. What mess? Oh, on my Facebook, uh, a couple friends. Um, <laughs> one of them is a DJ of Free Valley Radio. Actually, he's awesome. He's a vegetarian. And a friend who's an avid meat eater um, decided to make some ridiculous points at one another about veganism because i said i was i was dancing with my my vegan men (laughs) (laughs) you You got you guys oh that's right oh Oh, we went dancing yeah and um (laughs) yeah they i i kind of want to just like do the mom thing and like split it up it was it was really depressing but yeah one of them said that veganism was an eating disorder it's okay that's how conversations get started i guess i mean it would have been fine if they didn't end it with like you know insulting each other they'd make a really good valid point and they'd be like you know that if you weren't such a, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I was a little bit myself. I, I, I chimed I in. thought you were fine. I didn't say anything. I was humorous. I was Switzerland. I was, well, a little bit. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Very neutral. That's good. Just by you know? existing. You don't want to create bad blood, you know. You want to, st- you want to keep your friends. Yeah, I mean. Well, if you eat meat, you're going to have bad blood. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Quite possible. According to my doctor. And uh, now this was be- this was only like halfway into this uh, giant vegan challenge you're doing, uh, this yoga challenge thing. Oh, my doing. yoga challenge. Yeah, yeah. I gave blood right before I did the blood work thing, and and she was like, the only thing that's wrong is uh, it looks like your hema something, not hemoglobin, but there's some other hema. Uh-huh. And it was <laughs> a little lower than my last appointment in 2005, and I was like, she was like, did you give blood? Uh-huh. She said, because this happens to women, but. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with you. Are you menstruating? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Wait, did your doctor say that? That's cute. No, she didn't ask oh. if I was menstruating. Oh, that would have been cute. <laughs> <laughs> well, what a week, man. What a week. 
I know. <laughs> it's been crazy. I was just looking through the news, um, and I'm not going to do a lot of news because we've, we've got so many things to do today. But check it out. Uh, last, I guess this was last week. Bob Barker gave a million dollars for animal rights uh, law at uh, University of Virginia. No, it's Bob is or, Bar- 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 was it, uh, vegan. Bob Barker. Bob Barker. We well, should have, what's, a, is he the Price is Right? Is yep. he just the animal, we animal need that lover? that theme music. Yep, the longest running daytime. Dun, 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 May remember, yeah, he's, uh, help control the pet population, have your pet spayed or neutered, he would always say at the end of the show. <laughs> he would always say that. Yep, but he's very much uh, an advocate for animals, so he did that. And you can also help control the human population that way. Yeah, yeah. yourself spayed or neutered. Uh, <laughs> in other news, the number of vegetarian kids is likely on the rise, say experts. Um, and well, uh, I guess we so. haven't been doing a good job spaying and neutering. No. Uh, <laughs> yes, well, that's true. These they're, stories are connected. These are not baby goats. These are baby humans. And uh, they're they're going towards vegetarianism. Um, of course uh, they are. Does it talk about and, why? Uh, it's because we're because evolving she- as a species. Well, the cool thing is if you're just vegetarian, you can eat cheese all the time. So who, what kid wouldn't want to do that? <laughs> yeah. um, They're like, mac and cheese is Just cheese, mom. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's see. In UK, a report suggested that the hospitals uh, should serve less meat and dairy products uh, in order to uh, improve the health of patients and to reduce stress in the environment because, uh, you know, they serve a lot of food. Europeans, they're <laughs> ahead of us. Yeah, unfortunately. I Everyone think, in the U.S., uh, you better start getting your act together and give up the... Animal products. Right. The NHS uh, did backpedal on that a little bit, though. Uh, let's see. A Nebraska woman uh, had, who had found a needle in a pork roast is uh, going to court about it. Um, is that like finding a needle in a haystack? <laughs> it's <laughs> more like finding a needle in a pile of needles. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, it's and like finding something that will kill you quicker than pork. And another dangerous food news. Uh, peanut butter was contaminated with salmonella uh, a couple weeks ago kellogg actually halted sales of their peanut butter crackers yeah, no, what happened it was the peanut paste right it was the specific well it turns out that it, at the uh, company that was selling these peanut products uh knowingly are those uh, the creepy orange them. crackers um, <laughs> peter, peter piper pick a pack of well it wasn't kellogg products. specifically it was their supplier mm. uh a peanut corp of america they uh, had a nationwide recall because apparently salmonella uh and uh Investigators from the FDA discovered that um, they knowingly shipped food with salmonella in it. Wow. My goodness. Yeah. It's a peanut so, conspiracy. And uh, all kinds of other things were horrible. The place was uh, overrun with cockroaches and mold. Nice. Good um, Lord. Yeah. So, you know, you got to, uh, I don't know. You don't know. You got to definitely take your peanut butter with a grain of salt. <laughs> <laughs> Should we have uh, what? Oh. some kind <laughs> of meat good. spread instead of peanut butter? Um, <laughs> I don't see why you would even suggest that. I don't know. Uh and in Japan, uh, due to the economic crisis, whale meat is half price in Osaka. Great. Yep. In spite of criticisms from many countries who believe that Japan should respect the international ban on whale hunting. Uh, so, you know, I, I guess all it's all being done for scientific research. I guess they want to find out how many people, uh, how much right. lead it and, and mercury it the takes sea to, shepherd to is kill Japanese ram people. There. We can only hope it's half price Ships. because it's not selling, maybe. Maybe um, that's, no. Yeah, that's like part of it. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. The economic uh, crisis is hitting even the wha- the sale of, of uh, research-based whale. whale meat. <laughs> the sale of whale. So that's uh, that's pretty much all the news I got today. Well, sounds like a mix of bad news. Um, <laughs> mostly, I wish I had more good news, but hey, the kid's, uh, the kid's going vegetarian. You know, I can understand that. That's cool. 
It's becoming more uh, socially acceptable. It's becoming a meme. <laughs> a meme. That's yep. what we're here for. The kids. Spreading the vegan meme. Uh, indeed. Bring those memes. <laughs> <laughs> Bring us some of your memes, Jillian. Some of my memes. Yeah. Jillian, tell us more about yourself. More about myself. Um, I, I've. How did you uh, become vegetarian? Uh, I was vegetarian in high school for a little bit. Um, for three or four years. Yeah, it was to be cool. No, actually, I, um, I had an experience when I was a kid where I was scared to eat solid food, which was really weird for like six months. And what ended up happening is that I ate a lot of tofu shakes and homemade almond milk and stuff like that so i got a taste for all that like tasty good vegan food when i was younger did you have any blender meats while you were doing that no <laughs> no i think <laughs> one of the creepiest things might have been peanut butter and jelly sandwichy shakes or whatever i was you know, it was a weird time but um i ate all sorts of food growing up so i had lots of vegetables and different stuff around then i ate in high school i don't know where the vegetarian it might have been to be trendy there's some really i went to a school near boston so there's a lot of really good I think I had some vegan, vegetarian, whatever, uh, Chinese food for the first time. And I realized that it didn't taste much different. So I kind of just went for it. And I know. And then uh, it was a bunch of years of kind of eating whatever, um, like not really caring either way. But I found that whenever I went back to vegetarianism, I tended to like look at what I was eating better and eat better in general. So, yeah, because you actually look at a menu instead of just ordering something kind of off the menu. You know, I have to take a, a actually better think about actually your think about it yeah and Become um, engaged yeah and it's my goal for this year to go vegan so it's this, pretty exciting this month for february <laughs> for yes for valentine's day as a loving gift to myself and the wow. and the environment and um i noticed you're wearing a pentagram on your ring what's that all about <laughs> oh i am are you like a satan worshiper no no nor i'm, I'm not jewish either <laughs> to be asked to work a lot um so wait a minute it's one oh, it's only got five points yeah isn't that a pentagram five for all the yes the seasons and the spirit as opposed to a sexagram yeah no i consider myself pagan um and oh good we have yeah. a pagan an atheist and a and a buddhist right shaman buddhist Ooh. There you go. And um, I'm an a- I consider myself an atheist Buddhist, but go on. That's another part of it, too. Cause <laughs> it's maybe not Jillian's a pagan Buddhist. My pagan self has not had enough attention lately, and I think the veganism is a good, it's it's a good addition, you know? with the earth. Oh, totally. I'm a tree hugger. You don't have to kill animals and eat them to get no. to the vegetables no, no, no. that grow out of the ground. No, and in general, like... But pagans are overall like a, a meat-eating group i think maybe in rome or like oh, no. <laughs> well, well you know they, they got that thing where they, they like to roast things on spits oh yeah it's starwood i guess <clears throat> i ate vegan my entire week in starwood actually like i just didn't bring anything dairy with me and that was another rediscovery too the starwood festival i just didn't bring dairy because it was gonna go bad so i ate mostly vegan the entire week and i felt better than i'd ever felt in general, like any stomach stuff that I'd had went away and I realized that like milk bothers my stomach. And I was yeah. like, great. Oh, that's a common thing. That's very common. If you drink milk, you're going to get sick a lot. Yep. And yep. the older you get, the sicker you're going to get. And the more you give your kids, the more sick they're going to get, the more ear infections, the more risk for diabetes. Not to mention early onset, menarche, all that <laughs> stuff. Yeah. I, it really makes me sad when uh, people come into the cafe and order milk for the babies oh no 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 their kids i'm like man you're wait there's no is there milk there yeah what it's a yep really they have milk for their coffee drinks no i didn't know that i you know what i want to do i want to get soy milk in all these 
coffee shops in town. Do you know there's like two that have soy milk and it's like cost on, extra. It costs extra. Oh well, yeah, that's a that's a rotten thing. It's cheaper. It's cheaper than the regular milk. <laughs> like, sure. Oh, they could offer almond milk. Which oh, is, almond you know, milk, even cheaper. cheaper. Yeah, it's, it's called super it's cheap. called the vegan tax. The vegan tax. <laughs> I don't know if we want to go into local things because this is more of no, a of national course, of course. based show. But, but in yeah, fact, in international. Ge- anywhere then. You international. Know? Yeah. Hello to all our Australian fans. Ooh, Australia, really? That's yeah, awesome. Australia loves us. Yeah. Um, so we have uh, Dave Warwick. You might remember the teacher who, um, what did he do, Scotty? Well, he, he was in his, in his art class, uh, you know. The issue came up about the school lunches and veganism, uh, and he began to uh, incorporate some of his uh, thoughts about these things into the art projects for the kids to illustrate things and to use art to illustrate, uh, you know, his his ethics. And, uh, you know, because he apparently veered too far from the curriculum and came at, at odds with the school, they fired him. Uh, and then uh, there was a whole trial, and he wow. tried to get his job back, and and also used the trial as an opportunity. What to, kind of um, art were they doing? Just like peeps. Well, oh, you know, marshmallow the peeps. kind of art you do in middle school, I guess. <laughs> he had all these peeps that um, marshmallow peeps that were he gave to the kids to take care of, like they were their little pets, right? And mm. then he had them bring them back in, right after something like two and weeks. And he took them home, months. and he made made all these like put them into situations that animals in our societies get put into uh, <laughs> roadkill and do you know about cages and banksy's and project in in new york the banksy's um, in new york now well the banksy you know the artist yeah, yeah. he did this I really cool in, uh, project where it was something called like pet store in delhi and it was a not a joke but it was a vegan statement where he put like um there's one where I there's like a uh, panther. It's all animatronics that he did. And it's like a panther like on sale at the pet store. Um, it's two chicken nuggets pecking into a um, a thing of like sweet and sour sauce. And it's it's excellent. Wow. I hadn't heard about that. Well, anyway, um, we have this Dave Warwick. He's going to start doing a little segment for us. And uh, I am going to um, play... The first one that he made for us right now. And when we come back, we're going to have Colleen Patrick Gaudreau. Home to the coolest cats and cadets this side of the Mississippi. This is the first episode, so it's a special one. Kick back and enjoy. This is a recording of The Man, Big Brother. This is real stuff. This isn't fake. This is previously unheard recording of The Man. Well, you didn't do anybody a favor by putting by putting my order on the internet where other people could get it. It was nobody else's business except yours and except counsel for the school board and mine. It was nobody else's business. And so that's, you've created a little bit of a problem there, but I think I can get around it and I will try. You cannot mock the law. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, I'm not saying you did it on purpose. You, I, I don't know whether you talk to ACLU people. Um, they, they, they're, they're, they're not all rocket scientists. And they're, they, maybe they're locked into free speech, and, and they're very good at that kind of stuff. But that's not even what we're talking about here. Mr. Warwick, the, 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 the issue and all the arguments and all the evidence relate to the issue. And what they did, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. You have made no request of me to do anything about it. What could and you so, do? So, I, you know, I couldn't do anything about it. Well, but what could you do? Pardon me? What could you do? I mean, it's all over the web. How could you censor a million websites? So is your stuff, and this is this is a, this is a whole new legal forum. Believe you me, it's a whole. And don't think uh, folks don't uh, don't uh, 
don't uh, don't think the courts of law are not going to have to deal with it, and they're trying to deal with it now. I mean, we can't solve all of these problems. I mean, you cannot, you cannot, <laughs> you've, 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 you've done things already that, you know, we're, we're not so good for your due process rights. I'm, I'm going to just kind of wink an eye at them in giving radio interviews, etc. and just what I did ask you to do was to put no more and to remove what was there as of a given date. And uh, I, I maybe understand your motives a little better now. You know, they probably may have been wiser not to open these private matters to the public. Maybe some reporter showed up. I have no idea. What they did and what you have done will be taken under consideration when I issue a ruling in this case if I ever get to forge ahead. Okay. And um, are, are you amenable to that? Sure. Uh, what are you asking me to do? Okay, I'm. I want you to remove. I was. I was. I was disconcerted that you that you scanned my order, my first order, and one of their letters. Uh, I, I would like you to remove that. From. I would like you to remove any other comments on your homepage. When you that's, say any other comments, that's a huge random well, I, dilemma you, with you know, that. You know, when there's a hey, you know, I've looked at your homepage. I've, you know, I've spent time doing that. And you, you make reference to, uh, either directly or indirectly, to uh, what happened to you at your job and why it happened. And uh, you just, just remove that stuff. If, if you want to, I, I, have no, I have no thoughts on your views about veganism. I mean, for goodness sake, that's your right under the, in this republic in which we live. What about the appeal that I, have fi- that I filed that you want to set to side and not address? I mean, you want me to remove that? That's on my front page. And, and, you know, I can tell you're a very intelligent person, and you're, you know, and, and I, I know you have an advanced degree. So, any, I don't care what you do with it. Just get it off of there. Mm-hmm. Box from Peter President Ingrid Newkirk. Mm-hmm. Does that have something to do with this case? That is, well, she's mentioning Fox River Grove Middle School, but yep. that that was in every newspaper and media all around. And so I, how I can, have no control over that, Mr. Warwick. I have no control over that, but I do have control over this conversation, which is related to my to my order. I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm telling you for your own sake, clean it up as much as you can because it will be as much to your benefit as your detriment when we get to hearing. Uh, things have to do with veganism, which is fine. Something has, has to do with veganism and art, that's fine. Okay, let me There's lots of data about why the position on veganism is the correct one, uh, and all this data, both especially the international data, etc. But there's, I'm, I'm looking at a picture now. You were being escorted, I guess, by a police officer. That was in the Northwest Herald. That picture uh, was was in the town newspaper. Everyone saw that. Okay, all right. Uh, where did you get it? From, from the Northwest Herald website. Okay, the um, Illinois Administrative Code, uh, that's, that's, it's, you know, that's, that's argument. That is argument you should be presenting in the hearing. Okay. That's, that's what that is. So, okay, um, so. Um, I will give you, um, I don't write home pages. I, I have other things to do with my life. But is this your home page? Did you write this home page? Yeah, that's all my, my stuff. Oh, you're, you're pretty good at it. Thanks, thanks. Uh, you're pretty good at it. I'm not going to put dates anymore and times. 
but I would like you to do it within, you know, a reasonably short period of time for your sake. So reasonable means to do what I asked you to do. And uh, that uh, what did, did we say when you're going to have it finished? Yeah, I'll give you till Friday. I have an arbitration tomorrow and I have an arbitration on Thursday. So I'll give you till Friday. Oh, there it is, kids. The man, big brother. Following this short commercial break, we'll have a recap. Hey, all you hippie freaks out there. I know you're out there. Well, down south, right around Mexico, you got a little vegan cantina like you stop in at. Yeah, you got your cage-free enchiladas and your uh, hormone-happy stuff, whatever it is. I'm messing with you. It's all vegan, good stuff. Get your... Get your uh, hiney down there. Yeah. Well, there it is, kids. The ending of a first episode of Vegan School 101. And if you're curious about what information was removed from the web, there was none removed. It's still there. Just go to the front web page at inslide.com. I-N-S-L-I-D-E.com. And you can see what they're so afraid of. Till then... Always question everything, or else you get what you deserve. You're going to get what you deserve with <laughs> Dave Warwick. Wow. The wacky Dave Warwick. Wackier every time. We I don't know what to him. say about that, Dave, so that's, except... Uh, that's that teacher guy. I'm glad you were... That's I'm, the teacher you were just, just talking about. You. Just messing with you. With the peeps. Yeah, he's great. He sounds awesome. We, we love him. I want to be my teacher. All right. We're going to have him on here one of these days, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. We're well, going to have a Dave versus Dave in a nice. all-out blood fest. Um, we want to remind you that you're listening to WXOJLP Northampton, 103.3 FM, Valley Free Radio. And this is Vegan Radio. You can catch us online at veganradio.com. And our next guest is um, Colleen Patrick Goudreau, who wrote the cookbook, The Joy of Vegan Baking. She's also got a new book coming out, The Vegan Table, and uh, she is a vegan and animal activist, and Colleen, are you there? I can barely hear you, but I'm here. <laughs> oh, that's what they all say. <laughs> let me see. If, let me get off my headset. All right. Headset. Let's see if it's any better. We'll speak loudly. Thank you. Yes, we're just enjoying your cookbook a lot. Great. Specifically, Thank you very much. and if I may say so, specifically this no bake strawberry pie. Oh, that's my favorite. Oh that's my, my God. favorite in the summertime, but that's my absolute favorite. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, Scott, I mean, it's you're so intuitive. So fresh, I know. So delicious and just relies on the flavor of the strawberries. It's just fantastic. Yeah, well, you can tell. Like, she probably took like 20 photos of it before she picked the right one. Luckily, I didn't have to take those photos. They had a professional do that. Because uh-huh. those photos wouldn't have looked like that if I was the one taking the photos. Ah. Yeah. And you, would you made all the food, right? Side. No, I know the pain. Yeah, yeah. Plus, I can never, uh, I can never not eat what I'm making um, to have enough time to actually take a picture of it. So that would have been a problem, too. <laughs> they would have been half-eaten, half-eaten um, pictures of half-eaten food. So how long have you been uh, doing vegan baking? Oh, well, uh, I've been teaching vegan cooking classes for nine years. Uh, the vegan baking came kind of by accident. I wasn't looking to do a book on vegan baking, but the publisher really wanted to do it. And I felt there was a real need for it because there really wasn't anything else out there like this to really 
really showcase traditional, you know, really familiar desserts. So I just thought it was a really uh, necessary thing to do. So I did it. No, I, I like that it's super traditional. I was saying that, like, there's so many, you know, cool kid vegan cookbooks out there, which I love. But this one definitely was like your classic everything. And yeah. I really enjoy that you put some hot beverages in the back, too. That's really cool. Thank you. That's really neat. Um, I mean, th- was it three hot chocolates? We were yeah. <laughs> excited hot about that. At least. Check yeah, it out. Look. Exactly. Hot cocoa, hot chocolate. I didn't even know there was a distinction. Yeah, yeah. and a nog in there. I mean, Hot the- chocolate's made from chocolate and hot cocoa's made from cocoa. There you go. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's very, really complicated. It's really complicated stuff. It's really very scientific-based. Orchata? Even, oh, even it is orchata. That's yeah. awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah, the horchata is, that's really awesome. Yeah. yeah. Sugar, <laughs> really good. Well, uh, <clears throat> it's it's also very, like, um, very well made, you know, the illustrations, the everything, and there's all these tips on vegan baking, and very, very thorough. It seems like it must have taken you about five years to make it or something. But. It didn't. It actually took me uh, nine months <laughs> from wow. start to finish. That's, that's amazing. It's fun, yeah. So I, like, you know, I gave birth to that book. It took about, it took nine months to you know to write it. I mean, there's also a lot of editing that's done afterwards, but it took n- nine months. I mean, I had compiled a lot of those recipes and then was developing them over that time. But I'm kind of an information freak, as you can see from the little tidbits and food lore. And no, it's great. I like the basic baking stuff too, because I think a lot of people don't know that. You know, like I, I went to culinary school, so you know I know my basic baking. But a lot of people going into a baking book. I mean, it's just not it's not just following a recipe you know it's the basic idea actually you already troubleshooted my bread this week with your book <laughs> I, I, I made I some focaccia and i was like why didn't it rise and i was like oh i think my yeast is dead thank you nice <laughs> nice yeah, yeah so, we have the, the troubleshooting yeah the i like that a lot how do you feel about killing those little yeasts <laughs> i didn't hear what you said but yeah it, it was really <laughs> I, yeah you can say whatever you want. I can't hear you. Um, but oh. it, it was, it was really a me. matter of walking the line of creating a book that would appeal to everybody, not just vegans. I mean, that was the whole really – I mean, frankly, most of what I do is to really appeal to a general audience, not just vegans. And so I wanted everyone to feel that they could really wrap their brains around what it means to bake just in general and then to really get away from the idea that baking means – chickens, eggs, cow's milk, and dairy-based butter because we're so stuck on those things. Most people are because that's what we've been taught. But the truth is what we need when we're baking is pretty much binding, leavening, and moisture. And all of those things are in plant foods. So that was the real intention was to get people to feel empowered to be able to do it themselves, even if they didn't follow my recipes, how they can find those components, you know, without following a recipe. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. I I really like the um in general the idea that someone you know can get into baking and then be like, "Oh, and it's vegan too." You know, right, I do that exactly. a lot when I cook. I'm like, "Oh, and it's vegan." And people go, "Oh." And I'm like, "Come on." <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, yeah. you know, you know. It's, it's it's the misconception. It's the perception. It's 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 people's kinds of the the myths they hold and the stuff they bring to it that it that influences people's thoughts about it. It's not the food. It's yeah. certainly not the food and certainly not the ethics. It's all the stuff that people are bringing to it, which is why you have to trick people, which is why you can't say, here, yeah. have a vegan cookie. They have go, to yeah, eat it first no, is thanks. the deal. But if you say, like, hey, have a cookie, yeah. and then they start eating it, 
and they're like, oh, my God, this is really good. Then you say, yep. it's vegan. Yep. <laughs> happens to be vegan, and they go, oh, my God, I can't believe it, because, unfortunately, they already have such a low opinion mm-hmm. of vegan baked goods. But it's, it's one of those ways that it really demystifies it for people. You can't tell them first because they already have all these misconceptions. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and Derek tells me that you're working on a new book or you have something new coming out? Yeah, I just finished it. I'm, I'm very excited. I just finished the last, the last part, which is the index. And I don't know if you noticed, Jillian, but do take a close look at that index because I'm, yeah, I'm an index freak. And <laughs> no, it's good. I'm a list maker, too. I think it's important. Any other book you'll find. <laughs> so I just finished the index for the next book, and I'm very excited because it's finally just out of my hands and... Um, and really at the printers at this point. So it's called The Vegan Table, and it's for entertaining all different occasions and holidays. And (laughs) it enables me to address the stuff that I really focus on in my work, which is the social aspects and the spiritual aspects of of being vegan. And so, again, while using food to demystify what it means to be vegan and and to show that it's just fantastic, delicious, wonderful food – uh, I also really emphasize that you don't have to give up tradition and familiarity to enjoy the holidays, to enjoy the occasions that have been, you know, familiar in your family or traditions or um, recipes that you've been making for years. So, um, so it's yeah, all in entertaining, and it comes out in June of 2009. That's really great. I, I just moved into a vegan house, and uh, we actually eat at a table which I haven't done in ages, so this is going to be awesome. You, 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 what did you <laughs> Yeah, no, that's good. He said he moved into a vegan house, and he eats at a table. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we actually eat at a table. He's trying to bond right. with you. No, it's I mean, when I go home for holidays and whatnot, I mean, I'm not always bringing vegan food in, but vegetarian food a lot of time to my family. And, yeah, it surprises people, you know? You yeah. throw down a really good... Like, the casserole is such a great format for that because you can mm-hmm. put a lot of great veggies and a lot of great flavor in there. And the baking kind of does that kind of crispy, greasy thing that people want. Mm-hmm. But it can be all veggies. That's fine, too. <laughs> but it's exciting. I'm looking at the back now. And I love that there's a bunch of different – oh, my goodness. Cashew cheese macaroni sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tell us about cashew food. cheese. Again, walking that line. And it's, it's a fun book because it's actually broken up by the number of people you're hosting. So the first chapter is uh, romantic dinners for two, which is fun because all of the foods, all the recipes have um, aphrodisiac foods. And uh-huh. the second That's my specialty. You know, That's awesome. Dining for four <laughs> and, and then formal dinners for larger crowds and then parties and occasions and holidays. So it's broken up by the different um, the different number of people. And then it's also broken up by menu, which I don't usually – I'm not usually one who is drawn to cookbooks that create menus for you because I feel stifled by that. But from the many years I've been doing this work, I find that people are really challenged by what to serve together, you know, how to put a menu together, how to put a plate together, because they're so stuck on the idea that if you don't have meat, you don't have a main dish. So how do you craft an actual plate, a a meal around um, plant foods? So we did create menus, which I think will be really helpful for people. Yeah, at least inspirational, too, even if, you know, people aren't following them Yeah, I don't directly. care if they follow them. Yeah, like, you know, exactly. Guide. But you'd be surprised. People get really stuck. <laughs> people get really stuck. You know, people get will get some, stuck on something like, I don't really like that menu. I like, if she did this menu, it would be better. And I'm like, okay, do that menu. I don't <laughs> care. Or with the, baking, with the baking book, people were like, why didn't she use whole wheat? pastry 
flour. Well, switch out the white flour. It's traditional. I don't care what you do to my recipe short of adding animal products if they're going to make you happy. That's yeah. fine with me. Well, yeah, that sounds exciting. I'm I'm excited about aphrodisiac recipes. It's something I've played with for a while myself. Nice. Yeah, it's something I, I love. There's a... It was a great online cooking show, and I forget the name of the woman who did it, but she did just these terrible, terrible aphrodisiac recipes. She's like, now we're going to talk about chocolate yeah. because but it's aphrodisiac. So yeah. how, how do you test those? I want to know. How you, <laughs> well, I read a. Have you read uh, Isabella Allende's uh, Aphrodite? No, I haven't. It's um, a book. Of, it's all, you know, prose and whatnot about eating and love and eating. And she says one of the first things that you want to do is tell your subject, you know, of your amorous dinner i guess that it's aphrodisiac you know you say it out loud you're like this is an aphrodisiac meal and you kind of set the tone and then but doesn't that create the placebo effect maybe (laughs) whatever (laughs) whatever it takes to get to the goal a little bit of spice you know an awful lot of life is just the uh the placebo effect (laughs) maybe all of life perhaps so dark (laughs) um yes well you know you know me jillian so this cookbook take you nine months too uh, yeah, about, yeah. Mm-hmm. Getting so cookbook that, babies everywhere. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> You're very <Yeah>. fecund. <laughs> oh, gosh. You don't often hear what? that. So <laughs> but so uh, as the vegan Martha Stewart, uh, are, you, are you looking, are you uh, out sort of doing publicity for this stuff? Well, sure. So, so they call me. <laughs> yeah, veg news. I'm not self-named. Um Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm 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 just always doing things anyway, and so as I go about my advocacy, uh, the cookbooks are really just uh, another form of that for me. Which is, w- I really meant it when I said I wasn't looking to write cookbooks, and the publisher really wanted this done. And I, the only reason I did both of these books is because I really felt that they were necessary to again demystify what it means and what a you know what a vegan looks like because there's so again so many misconceptions about that as well, and people want to put us in a box. Um, and yes, think of us of looking a certain way or sounding a certain way so that they can write us off. So the, the reason I did these books, um, the reason I do everything is to demystify that. So the publisher has recommended other books and just kind of thrown out different ideas, and I really won't do it just for the sake of it. I only do it because I really feel there's a need. So sure, yeah, it's it's definitely among the things that I, you know, that I, that I advocate is, is the books, but it's just one of many things I do. Well, no, I think it's definitely filling that hole of the traditional vegan food, you know, so people don't feel kind of creeped out and think we're just all granola and seitan and everything like that. Exactly. (laughs) Even though I love both, I got to say, but, you know, I mean, it's excellent to be able to put something on the table and not freak people out, I guess, is the idea. Well, keeping it familiar. And again, I mean, I, I focus on that a lot, that, you know, people have this notion that vegan food is somehow alien or it's somehow food that's in its own food group, that it's, you know, that it's something they're not familiar with. And it is food they're familiar with. You just have to take it out of that box called vegan. It's just fruits and vegetables and nuts and seeds and beans and mushrooms and herbs and spices. I mean, things that people are already cooking with. But when you take something out of that box or don't put that label on it, it becomes a lot less mystified for people. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. it really works. And, and again, I mean, it's the food that does it. If, you know, if it tastes good and it's familiar and it's satisfying and they're full, then it, that's all they, they want. If it tastes good, they will eat it. That's the bottom line. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> so <clears throat> you're also uh, 
working with Veg News? You're the a columnist, and are you writing regularly with them? Yeah, I've had a column with Veg News magazine for quite a few years now. It it originally started kind of more around entertaining, but again, that's not my my real interest is the social aspects and kind of the the history and and politics and kind of reclaiming our traditions and 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 reclaiming the traditions of food and veganism. So that's what my column focuses on a lot and it's been it's been great. And also you contribute to National Public Radio? Yeah, I've been doing that for a few years as well. Is that my, all um, food stuff or What's that? Is that all vegetarian food stuff or is it Oh yeah, well no, it's animal rights and and vegan uh, topics. It's been really wonderful to reach to reach that audience. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's that's, awesome. It's it's really important, and it's been wonderful to be able. to Maybe you're it. also the Terry Gross of veganism. <laughs> What's that? I said you're also the Terry Gross of veganism. Oh, I yeah, I take that as a compliment. <laughs> I love Terry Gross, but I I'd actually rather um, I'd rather be Ira Glass. <laughs> what do you find? Oh, Ira Glass. Yeah, he's he's vegetarian too, isn't he? I know. I know. Yeah, that would be that's that's what I would aspire to. Uh, I'd I'd like to be like the car talk of <laughs> vegan radio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would be the Prindle? That's what I want to know. Prindle. That's don't right. Use those big words on me, Scotty. Uh, don't eat like my brother. I don't think they're vegetarian. No, <laughs> no, no I, definitely I not. Don't think so. <laughs> um, c- do you want to talk about your compassionate cooks project? Um. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. No, yeah, you don't well, have to. You don't have to. No, I. Hey, we could talk about that. We could talk about movies. Um, <laughs> movies. I, whatever you want to talk You're about. You're in movies now. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Well. Yeah. Again. Like I said, there's uh, there's a lot of different things I do, and um. And I don't know if you know, but I you know I have a podcast. Oh, I, I did see that. I did see that, but I didn't want to promote it because it would be. You don't want to. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, we'll I think because laugh. you can listen to podcasts anytime. It's not really competition. I oh, think I know, it's I'm camaraderie. Not. Well, you can only <laughs> listen to so much in one day, though. Well, that's true. That's true. And if you're no. listening to vegan radio all day, yep, then you'll be very <laughs> every day. No, no, we definitely want you to plug your podcast. Well, <laughs> it's called Vegetarian Food for Thought. People can find it on iTunes and all sorts of podcatchers wherever people download their um podcatchers and i've been doing it for almost three (laughs) years now in march it'll be three years and it's called vegetarian food for thought quite a few things that i do i call vegetarian but everything's vegan and yeah it's been it's been really awesome i mean again i address all the things that we've been talking about today kind of demystifying the myth about nutrition and food and cooking and animal rights, and my background in English literature. So it's been also wonderful to read short stories and poetry um, from really amazing celebrated writers from across the centuries who have written with animals in mind. Definitely. I just read Frankenstein for the first time. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. He's a vegan. The monster is a vegan. It's exactly right. And it compares, you know, Dr. Frankenstein, you know, it talks about how he eats meat at some points and it has that kind of parallel comparison. I was just thinking about that today, actually. I talk about that on on, on the podcast about read Frankenstein now through the eyes of someone who has animal consciousness. It's what, 189 pages? Completely. But yeah. It's there. I mean, it's not even that you have to yeah. look hard. It's right nope. there. Exactly. Yeah, um, Carol Adams covers that in her Sexual Politics of Meat, too. It's 
Uh, oh, I read that essay for a critical essay on Frankenstein, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, there you go. All intertwined. Yeah. Yeah. So you talk a lot about literature on your podcast. Yeah, it's, That's been, awesome. it's been cool. And actually, I, I now have a spinoff podcast, which is, again, meant to kind of attract people who might be interested just in stories, but not vegetarianism, but don't know that they're going to get that. It's called Animal Rights, <laughs> W-R-I-T-E-S. Nice. And in that is where I then do the same stories with a different kind of you know, introduction, et cetera. And, um, and they're amazing. I mean, they're just absolutely amazing. I mean, I don't know if you've read any of Isaac Bashevis Singer's short stories like Blood or The Slaughterer. But, he, I mean, he was a very conscious vegetarian and someone who was very conscious about animal issues. And so the stories are very, very powerful. And what I love about them is that he is really just talking about what – killing animals does to our spirit i mean it's, it's you know this uh, you know this all the stuff we're hearing about in the media about you know humanely raised animals and quote-unquote organic animals and whatever that means and people really just want to find a way to keep doing what they're doing and feel better about it yeah. as if you know as if as if we have these small farms if, as if that's the answer and what i love about singer stories is that he really talks about what it does to your spirit what it does to your soul to just kill animals i mean Every yeah. day, I mean, what or it does pay pay someone person. else to do it for you. Yeah, worse. It's pretty powerful stuff. <laughs> so yeah, so it's been it's been really wonderful, and it's been it's just been a real joy to find these stories and then to be able to share them with the, with the listeners. It's been fantastic. Are there any uh, modern writers that you would recommend that have the same kind of themes? That's a good question. It's really funny because I actually seek out older ones because I want to show the tradition of of these of, of this thought process, but um, some of the more recent ones have been more science fiction. <laughs> interesting. Based. That's really interesting. There's a lot of that going around these days. Well, is it more like post-apocalyptic, we're in the world without well, meat? No, um, I don't know. if you, there's, some, there's something called Beyond Lies the Wub um, was a story, um, which is a science fiction story, and it was also made into a Twilight Zone episode. Um, that sounds also, familiar. Yeah, it does um, familiar. Is that Philip Dick? No. What's that? <laughs> Who wrote that? Um, Beyond Lights, the Wub was um, uh, Philip Dick, oh, yeah. who also did Scanner Darkly in Blade Runner. Yep, yep. He did the. Um, the I think I might have read that. Yeah, that one's really cool. And then the, the Roald Dahl stories, which again they were kind of they were written in the fifties, but um, Pig is an amazing harrowing story. Um, it's just called Pig, and that's by Roald Dahl. And then he also has another one called The Boy Who Talked with Animals, which is just sad and Yeah, lovely. I think I, re- I would love to reread those. It's been a while but, since I've looked yeah. at those at all. They've been, it's, been, it's been amazing. So as far as recent ones, I have, a, I have a friend who's a writer, and I actually featured his short story. He's, he's the most contemporary, <laughs> um, not as well-known, but uh, it's, his story is called Little Boy Pig, and it's a wonderful story about you know, what we do in the laboratory, kind of creating these freaks, and, and what they create is a combination of a boy and a pig and how they grapple with this ethically and how they have to deal with this. Um, so, yeah, it's been, it's, been really, it's been really cool. Sounds yeah. like that might be a true story. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Roald Dahl is one of those guys who really just knows how to write for a young audience and uh, in a really subtle way kind of show you the ridiculousness of adults and how yeah. we're really all just kind of clueless and making it up as we go along and, the choices we make matter, you know. For sure. Just great. Well, that sounds like a really good podcast. I'm going to subscribe to that. Thanks. <laughs> Animal <laughs> Rights. That one's called Animal Rights, and then they're all in the main podcast, which is called Vegetarian Food for Thought. 
And you talk more about food in that as well. So you include Yeah, in the... that one, we, I break up the different topics. Um, uh, some will be on food, some will be on cooking, some will be on nutrition, some will be on the commonly asked questions that we all get um, as vegans, and then some are specifically on the animals. I take kind of different species one at a time and really talk about the different ways that we exploit them. So, for instance, I have uh, one called the shearing of sheep, and I talk about, of course, wool and all the other byproducts that we get from sheep. I call, there's leather, not an innocent byproduct. There's um, the taming of the cattle, which is the history of cattle um, and, and our domestication of them. And um, there's I eat only white meat, of course, um, all about chickens. And uh, so each so each animal kind of gets its own t- episode where I talk about the different ways that we. Um, have changed them and harmed them and continue to harm them and some of them are pretty some of them are pretty intense and you know I hear from people all over the world and it's just a pleasure to hear from people but I hear from so many people who listen to the podcast when they're jogging or working out <laughs> and they have to stop in the middle of it and oh, break down and cry and I always feel compelled to apologize <laughs> but you know sorry but they they I mean they love it they're really feeling it they're really connected with it yeah cool. well, if you can make somebody cry in a podcast that's that's pretty, pretty. I said, if you can make somebody cry with a podcast, it's pretty powerful. Yeah, that's there you go. I, you know, I, I take it as a compliment <laughs> because they are. They're really feeling it. I mean, it, it's it's so neat. I mean, you know, it's just so amazing. You put this out there, and you don't know who's going to listen. That's how it started. I just put it out there. I had no idea. I had I didn't even really fully understand the concept of podcasting, and I just put it out there, and who knew. And it's been it's been phenomenal. The response has been really fantastic. So it's a real joy just to know that people are listening and responding to it. Yeah, we love it, don't we, Scotty? <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> Scotty's on his iPad over there. Wait, I don't what? know what the heck. I was he's trying doing. to find some choice quotes from Frankenstein, but no, I mean it's, it's hard yeah, to find. Yeah, it just talks about how he dug up the roots and oh, plants, and yeah, I mean it's kind of in there when he's just going through the woods doing his thing. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, she- you know, Shelley, Mary Shelley was married to Percy Shelley, yeah. and Sh- Percy Shelley was vegetarian. Oh, and yeah. he writes a lot in his essays and his poetry about about the benefit of plant foods and how it's better for our spirit and better for our bodies. And he writes a lot about it. So that was definitely on their minds. That was really in their consciousness. And yeah, I know that book was pretty heavily... Um, influenced by him, and you know, a lot of people say he did some rewrites and blah blah right, blah, exactly. blah. But like, you know what, Julian? You know your stuff. Hey, you know, you're awesome. I last semester, okay? I love it. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is her first time on the show, and she's already taken it over. I don't. I'm I sorry. No, I will. She's the only one I can hear, so it's actually oh. good. Oh, <laughs> yeah, wow. Well. That's because Scotty and I have lower voices. Yeah, I'm I trying have, to speak I in have a higher power pitch, voice. But, you know, <laughs> Maybe if we working. talk higher. <laughs> oh. Yep, that works. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? <laughs> oh, He's got his toy out now. I Take like it. Away. You like my toy? Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. There you go. Okay. Well, Colleen, we're winding <laughs> down. <laughs> we're winding You're up. Winding we're not sure. Up. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm wound up. I've been doing yoga every day for the last uh, 24 days. Nice. Oh my I'm like, I'm like, I'm so jealous. I'm out of control with energy here. <clears throat> I'll say. Um, is there anything else you'd like to talk about? We got probably uh, three or four more minutes. 
Yeah, well, just I mean, I encourage people to check out the website. There's there's lots of stuff there. Um, the, the cookbook will be out in June. The new cookbook, and I also just launched a new CD called um, Compassion in Action: The Joys and Benefits of Being Vegan. So if people have any questions, it's kind of my veganism in a nutshell. About a 70-minute long audio of uh, kind of my condensed philosophy philosophy of what it means to to be vegan and and again. Cool. What are what are your uh, website Somebody addresses? It's compassionatecooks.com. And you have you have uh, a one specifically for the baking book I saw. Yeah, there's also joyofveganbaking.com, which people can go directly to, and there's some sample recipes on joyofveganbaking.com. So if they want to go there, um, they can do so. <laughs> That's a great book, and we're going to link to all your links from our website veganradio.com. Thank you. And. Uh, well, yeah, it's been really great having you on. I, we've, we love your book, and it sounds like you're doing amazing stuff. Thank you. You too. I really appreciate everything you're all doing. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, shucks. We're going to try and do it louder. Yeah. Yes, louder. I just encourage you to louder do it louder. Louder and prouder. We're going we're to get on the tech crew here at the station and see if they can fix this phone system. Yeah. Because it stinks. <laughs> anyway, we won't say anything more disparaging. Not at all. Because you're listening to Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM. Which we love. It's a community radio station, all volunteer run, and uh, we're happy just to have it. Yeah, definitely. Okay, Colleen, um, good luck with everything. Sounds like 2009 is going to be a banner year for you. And uh, we'll catch you soon. Great. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thank you. you. You're welcome. Take care. Bye. Bye. All right. There it is. The vegan Martha Stewart. As Veg News has called her. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. Skinny Bitch calls her uh, our Can favorite. Can you say that on the radio? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're referring to a book. Now you're just, you know. <laughs> yep. Skinny Bitch calls her, uh, the author of Skinny Bitch calls her one of my favorite cooking bitches. <laughs> and um, um, Is that funny? <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And she's got an amazing set of recipes in this new book. I'm looking at it right now. And no, oh my I God. know. I know. It doesn't look really exciting. They're not desserts, I'll tell you that. No. South of the border pizza. The, the last one's a dessert. Some butter, oh. buttercream. Red velvet cake with buttercream frosting. Oh, velvet. That sounds like an aphrodisiac. <laughs> well, it's red, too. So, um, you know. Red and velvet, too. Yeah. I'll talk too about aphrodisiac someday. I know, I know a whole bunch. I could talk uh, about that. I've heard that about you. <laughs> I accidentally, I accidentally like totally bought spring roll wraps at home when I already had a whole bunch. So I think we're gonna have to have spring rolls soon. And there's Sweet. a great recipe in this new book with peanut dipping sauce. Oh man! So we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a, a spring roll party. Spring roll party. Did you get the wait the rice paper kind or? I have no idea. <laughs> Never roll. made them before, but I it's bet it's good it is. times. It's good times. I hope it's not the uh, tallow spring roll. No, uh oh. <laughs> Definitely not. Well, Ooh. Ooh. Julian, you've done good. We might have really? you back. Aww. Dennis Cromit, uh, the uh, Murders at Cook Farm. That's what we're listening to right now. And oh, I guess Dennis Cromit's playing out tonight at the Iron Horse. That's right. That's what's He's going opening on. up for our, our favorite local vegan musician. Vegan music. Mm-hmm. Do you know what time that is? Um, uh, <laughs> well, it's later. Yeah, later. After later dark. than now. Probably 8.39, I'm guessing. Yep. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, next week, we have another show, because this is the fifth 
We're on the first, third, and fifth uh, Thursdays of every month. <laughs> Bip. Yes. Love it. Yeah. And this is this is the fifth Thursday I in like it. January. I so like next it. week is the first February Thursday. So you get to double up. We have uh, Carolyn Scott, who has a successful blog and web show called The Healthy Voyager. And then uh, February 19th, we have Kevin Gianni, who is this raw food crazy guy. Oh, yeah. So we got some good stuff coming up. Boy, those raw foodists are coming out of the woodwork. Jillian's going to report back about her first week of <laughs> trying to be vegan. Yeah, it's it was tough. I'm telling you that cre- creamy evil drink this morning. What happened immediately was it was awesome. I had a little vegan karma thing go on. I took a sip and then I dropped it accidentally. It was closed, but it rolled to the back of the bus. And then I was like, oh, I guess can't drink that anyway. <laughs> yep. Well, you'll be dropping a lot more, so... I can't wait to have you back. Oh, thank you. Oh, so sweet. He so is sensitive. sweet. He's thank so you for joining sensitive. us. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, she was great. And you're great. Oh, I'm great. <laughs> We're all great. <laughs> all right, listeners, listeners great too. we love you. And, uh... <coughs> <laughs> ah. Aha. Right. And we're going to end the show as we always do. With meandering... Talking. <laughs> Is that yeah. how you end it every time? Yeah, we never know how to end. I liked the proclamations of love on your most recent show, I believe oh. it was. Yes, that was my favorite. Do you want to tell us something? Do I want to tell you guys something? I like dancing with you this week and feeding oh, you focaccia, and that was good, even if it fell flat. Oh, <laughs> that was great focaccia. Well, thank you. Yeah, and I the, enjoyed toasting the it. Cajun gravy was amazing. Yes, yes, I enjoy cooking for you, gentlemen. I'm glad I know you. Oh, we, we, we're glad to. <laughs> so up next is uh, Tony with Seeing Red Radio, and we're logging off. Thanks, listeners. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Go vegan. Thank you.